All right, we can warm up for a little bit before we jump right into it. Y'all want to just like loosen up before we jump into it. Um, talk about some. <clears throat> we don't talk about some random things before we before we jump right into it. So y'all want to just pick a topic and then we just normally go with the flow and just get into it before we just jump straight out there like that. <clears throat> Hall of Night. Oh yeah, it was a good a good <laughs> little debate topic. I think. Uh, I think. Your mic, like, your mic oh. on your shoulder. God, got his mic. Like it's a bib on his phone. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Hold on. <laughs> Cue Mike, me now. Mike Bibby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Yo, you said Mike Bibby. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, that's the new name. No, I ain't light skin though. Uh, all right. So, the topic you brought it up. Harlem Knights versus life, right? Honestly, I think they're both funny, but I prefer life. I think life is just so many elements to life that is just hilarious. Everything from the, uh, what was it, the boom, 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 to the the cornbread scene, to just even being when they're... <laughs> When he was balancing on the on the on the bottle, and his toe got stuck in the bottle, like that's hilarious to me. But I think that, and then just all the celebrity cast and Harlem Knights had some classic. Name the celebrities in life. Oh man, name them. All right, the big dude. I don't remember Harlem. Oh, okay. Damn, man. I know. Come on, bro. The dude that was in uh, the big dog dude. I don't know. Shawshank Redemption. Nah, you talking about nah, Green? Green, green, green mile. No, nah, he green wasn't mile. in the green mile. Oh, you're not talking about green? Okay. But he, the big dog dude. I don't think he know what he's talking about. Who? I don't think he know the guy he's talking about. I, come on, bro. You, you know who he's talking about. I don't know who he's talking Michael about. Michael Duncan Clark was a dude that was Michael in the green. Duncan Clark. Duncan, oh, yeah. what's his name? I think that is his name. Michael Duncan Clark. No. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> 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 you done, you done remixed the joint. Michael, sorry, R.I.P. Michael Duncan. Michael Clark. Duncan. What's Clark. that movie where the white dude calls a black dude? Hey, hey, Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. I went. Jordan Jeffrey. Mike. Was was that was that that <clears throat> was that that low? Nah, you good? Yeah, that was. That was that Michael was. Clark Duncan was was he in life? No, no he, he was saying no. He said the Green Mile. I was saying that's Michael Clark Duncan. You said dude, Michael Duncan Clark. Whatever, man. <laughs> the big, the big dark dude. Who are you talking about? You gonna eat? I'm gonna eat your cornbread. That's knows. that's his only movie he was ever in. No, it's not. Name another movie he was in. Come on, bro. You know he's B side. He might be. Who C-side. is he? Who I is don't he? know. But his the name. question is, right, which of the two movies was better? Yeah. Not who? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look his name up. No, but he, his his words were star-studded cast. I said name him. And he said he All couldn't right, name so him. So it was it was Martin, of course. It was Eddie Murphy, Bernie, Bernie Mac. But um, see that alone. The dude that was Ricky game. Fontaine. Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Oh yeah. Ricky Fontaine. So you so you you put okay, I'll keep going. So so cause cause it seemed like the list started here and it's starting to drop. <laughs> it went from A list to D list. Yo, you see you, this, this guy. Uh All right, so now so you y'all want to talk about the cast? All from, right, let, let me let me wait, not, wait, 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 wait. Let me see, is, let's, is let's, it that because the okay, cast so does Harlem not mean Nights. the movie is better. 
They had what the cast is I mean, why that, the movie that does make the good nah, that does it don't make, make it a it good funnier. movie. But that's why I asked. But like, the, is it because are you asking? Are you saying which one is better because of the cast or because of the storyline or because of no? It makes you nah, laugh. Man. Like why the cast? They're both just as good. So this is what happens. The cast is the reason why the movie is better because the cast, right? So. You can look at a movie and it has Brad. But it could be overkill though. No, nah, but that's but you can look at a movie that has Brad Pitt in it, or a movie that has Ryan Gosling in it, or a movie that has a no name dude in it, and it's like the reason why the movie is good is because Brad Pitt took that role and made the movie better. Angela Bassett, she takes good roles, which makes the movie better. Fences, for example, if you to put somebody else in that movie and take Viola Davis out. It doesn't have the impact that it does, so you can't say, "Oh, the actors." The actors is what makes the movie. Doesn't, th- nah, but, but, but between man. those two movies, I'm, they're I, equally as good for different reasons. Richard but your Pryor, reasoning that it's better is because those of the cast. Are, those, all right, cast wise, right. Richard give, Pryor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I mean, gonna give him his flowers. Cast wise, yeah, you can't touch it. Right. I'm talking for me, funny wise. It was funny. I just prefer life. I think they're most equally younger as good. people would prefer life. I think. Oh, I think they're equally as good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I tell so you, one is better. Some, than so, so, hold on, real, so somebody asks you to come in, they give you a million dollars and say, hey, "Pick one of the movies. Which one are you picking?" <laughs> that's first of all, that's false because I think trading places is funnier than that, what? and that's older. Mm. Trading places. Trading places is funnier than With Chris Rock. That's Eddie Murphy, right? Eddie Murphy, and the, and and the two white Mortimer. Dudes. I mean, what was the name? And, and they yeah, were, yeah, they were, they would have stopped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was better, man. Better than what? All them nights, man. Okay. <laughs> They're all good movies. If it's Eddie Murphy, it's just good. I was. Anyway. I mean, I, I, I watched all them nights. That like. I don't think Eddie Murphy does good movies. Oh, I, I know what I, I. I don't think all his movies are good. Boomerang. Like I'm not a big fan of Doctor Doolittle's. None okay, of them. that's that's different. <laughs> but what about like Boomerang? How you feel about Boomerang? Boomerang is good. What about the movie where he played like the the the, the monk or something like that? What movie was that? <laughs> oh, I, the Golden the Child. Golden the Golden Child. Child. That was good. That's a classic movie. No, a classic. I, I, if you don't have I, nothing I, I, to do. I have the knife. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You do you like Golden Child? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. That was good. But I don't like Life or Harlem Nights. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I'm not really into the, in none of the movies. So man. you don't. You, but you mean you don't. Damn. I wasn't into none of those. Pop that man. bubble. I was in the the only. That's like that's almost like saying I don't like fried chicken. That that discussion. Nah, nah. Let's let's take it. If we talking about Eddie Murphy movies. The only ones that really matter are Coming to America. And um, Boomerang. Those Boomerang. are the only two, oh, only wow. two that matter. So you're, gonna, you're just going to throw out all the Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You're going to throw out all the Nutty Professors. Yeah, I'm going to throw out yeah, Nutty come Professors. Come on. None of them joints touch coming to America or Boomerang. Bro. Nutty <laughs> Professor, he played like seven people. Yeah, that's talent. Nutty that don't mean it was yeah, a good man. movie. What? No, nah, that was Professor. one of the best movies. I say that's okay, one so, of his okay, best. Hercules, Hercules. Are y'all, Bruh, y'all tripping, you man. You trying to tell <laughs> me. So last movie you can watch on Earth. The last time you could watch it, you watch a Nutty Professor over, over um, coming to America. If you got if you got to tell somebody one movie to watch before they go, what's the one movie you gonna have them watch? It's not gonna be the Nutty Professor. If you are gonna watch one movie before you go, based off me, I'm telling them to watch Pulp Fiction. Oh shit! We talk. We talk. Okay, Eddie you Murphy. say Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I'm telling them to watch Pulp Fiction. 
Okay. How about you? What you last movie before mm. before you go? You get to watch. You got Ooh. two hours. What you which movie you watching? Pretty Woman. That's good. That's good stuff. Why Why Pretty Woman? That's my favorite movie of all times. I like fairy tale movies. Mm. So dang, yeah. she killed it. Um, Julia Roberts killed that. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's two hours. Movie. I can't, I can't answer that one. Can't answer. I can't answer. I'm you go you. and I go. I go. I'm, if it's that's a good question. I got two hours left. No Country for Old Men. Damn. No Country for Old Men was one of my favorite movies. All so two hours before you leave, you're not gonna watch Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're I don't like dude. porn, so I can't answer that. You funny dude. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Most people. That's not, that's, that's not a bad choice. That's what I'm choosing. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, or second is Heat. Heat was my joint. Heat was the. That was a good movie, man. man. Who was in Heat again? Remind me. That was De Niro and Shapiro, right? I think uh, Brad Pitt was in that. Was he in that? Oh, no, Val Kilmer. Val Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Val Kilmer was in that. Nah, you know what movie I would. The dude. What's what's, what's Homeboy that. um, He had a bad day and he. (laughs) Wait, I was going to say shoot up. I, I can't say that. But he had a bad day. And he was mad because I think he wanted to see his kid. I can't remember. Oh, the, uh, with Denzel? Nah, it was a white dude. Oh. That's Michael funny. Douglas. That's funny how nobody said a Denzel Washington movie. And oh, I have wow. this debate all the time. Like people say, like Denzel's like top. I think he's not a good actor, but nobody picked a Denzel movie. Wow, you're right. We sit here but, and nobody picked a Denzel movie. But that's because you said if you had two hours left. Like yeah, a lot of his him. movies are like the pr- like training day. Like you don't want to go out oh. <laughs> with two hours left watching some of those movies. Like you want feel good. You know what? I kind of like renege on mine because I like Pulp Fiction, but it'll be a toss up between Notebook and Pulp Fiction. Like I, I like Notebook is just like one of my. It's like you ever seen Notebook before? I've never had a chance to watch it. I've seen. I've oh, never had a chance man. to sit down. I've and never watch. seen the Notebook, but I have. Are seen, you serious? Have you seen the photograph? I seen the photograph. I could watch over that. Good. Like, over you ever seen the notebook? Uh-uh. Hold on, man. So none of y'all have ever seen the notebook. Never no. seen it, but I heard it's a phenomenal movie. So the notebook, every time I watch the notebook, I cry. Mm-hmm. It's a love story, but it's like it's it's a classic love is story. Is it depressing or nah, is it it's, 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 it's a love story. It, it it just makes you really appreciate time. Mm. And it really makes you appreciate like your significant other, like your person. It's a really good movie. I mean, mm. a really good movie. I mean, and, and, it, and it makes you think about people that have, that you could have fell in love with that actually probably got away. Yeah. And what that could have been like. But it's a really good movie, man. I mean, it's, watch it. it's something, watch it. it's, but it's a, it's a movie that you can't get up. Like, it's, you got to sit down and like really get into it. But um, definitely um, a love story. From beginning, it. you know, it, it's, it's a love story from the beginning to the end. It's a love story, nonstop. So let me ask you this. You think love stories now kind of watered down with comedy? Where you feel like people can't really be show a lot of love? Because right now, if you ask me, I don't think there's a lot of love songs out there. Like, I don't feel like, oh, we, no, I don't think we write a lot. Even in hip-hop, that. I don't think there's a lot of love songs in hip-hop. I don't think we show love. So I think it's, it translates to movies because I can't really think of a, and I'm not even talking about people call them chick flicks. I don't think those are love romantic movies. I don't think... They call them rom coms. I don't think they really create love movies anymore or romance movies. Are you, what would you think? I mean, because I know that's more of a. 
so I don't like going to the movies. So no, I can't but just really say in terms of what's like coming out or what's been out in um, the last like five years. Cause like I mean, so that goes back to the point of like what I watch on TV and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. why I watch like older shows and uh, like TV shows and old movies and 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 certain movies that I know the end to or that I like the storyline. <clears throat> like I'm one of those people that have never seen like Malcolm X. I haven't seen like. Um, you never seen what Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Get your hand on my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so because I, I just my I, I just don't like sitting for movies for a long time. I don't like not knowing in, in the end. So to answer your question, I do feel like it's been lost in terms of love stories. Now and there was a, like that. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. There was a movie on Netflix and it was actually based here. And I saw that one. Yeah, now that was good, right? And to the point where I was like, "Now where is that coffee shop?" It was good. You it saw was, it? Yeah, I saw it was good. Yeah. It was good. And the dude sh- was like an artist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, love story. You know, I love because I'm an artist, so <clears throat> I resonated with. It. Excuse me, but it was a good story. It kind of had like the Love Jones. It's not like it, but it had mm-hmm. that old school. You know, one of my favorites <clears throat> again because I like like love stories. Yeah, like, yeah. That What's end good. So what's your favorite love romantic movie? What's your favorite? Oh, you know you said Pretty Woman. So, pre- well, yeah, because Pretty Woman is like its thing. But then, of course, like Love Jones, um, Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one with Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs? And the best, ma- I mean, no, not He that. was, um, or she was like a hip-hop. Oh, um, Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar, Sugar, yeah. Yep. So I like those. good. Yeah. Like those are ones that I can watch over. Like no matter if I flip through the station, if it's on, I'm watching it. But what's so crazy? But then crazy I also now. like Annie and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, now that's real. But what's so crazy now? We don't have movies like that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like to the point you made. What what year did that movie come out that you're talking about that was on Netflix? I think two years ago. Yeah, that's a fairly new one. Okay. Considering, but it wasn't <coughs> one. If you didn't know about it, you if you mm. didn't happen to hear about it, you probably wouldn't have known about it. Yeah, nah, yeah. that's real. You know that's, what I mean? Because I, yeah. I didn't even know about it, but now nah, I had no idea you were a notebook dude, man. That's what's up. I love the notebook. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like oh, to man. introduce you to another episode of the HBCU Creative. I am said the vegan, a.k.a. Cedric Shamar. We have with us tonight... I am Prince Jai James. Let's recap and do that all over oh, again. Oh, man. We yeah. going to do clockwise? I mean... Nah, I butchered the. Oh, <clears throat> who had a pen on? I want to make sure I get it at the. I know I get to get the fifteen minute mark, so I get it at the fifteen minute mark is when I did that. So we'll take that up. We still gonna keep the what we were talking about though. The, uh, nah, we don't need that, do we? Nah, I was live. Man. I like that. <laughs> that was great, right? Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Make it. What's whatever. We can make it work. Not maybe not all of it. Yeah. So we'll. So it, like so, B roll. So yeah. So that'd be B roll then fifteen minute mark. Uh, we'll take everything out before that. So I have a habit of I once I say my name, and so this is so this is how we switched cameras. So I'm going here, 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 and I'm, I got to watch this the whole time. So what happens is I introduce myself, and then I'll forget to go to him when he talks, and forget to go to him when he talks, and all that, right? So then we'll come back. So we'll do it. So Jonas, when you introduce yourself, because mm-hmm. you're gonna go, uh-huh. kind of drag it out a little bit, like I'm Jonas, da da da, and 
you know, uh, and then you say something. Because when I go to her, I don't want to be in the shot. I want to crop me out of it. So it can just be her when, when I introduce her. It'll just go to her. So I'm, I'll say the intro first. Then you go kind of like right. drag it out a little bit. It'll give me enough time to crop. And then we'll go. All right? So we ready? So you're going to introduce her? Yeah. So I, I'm going to introduce her. But while I'm introducing her, he's going to be, he'll go second. Then you'll go. And then while I'm introducing her, I'll crop her so I'll be out of the shot. Because right now, me and her are in the shot together. So I'm going to crop me out of it. Okay. All I got right? you. Are you ready? We're ready. All right. So, Shannon, that's your camera there. Sometimes you, you don't have to look in it. You can just look that direction. All right. All right, ladies and gemmen. All right. <laughs> Good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the HBCU Creative. I am Cedric Shamar, a.k.a. said the vegan, and this is the HBCU Creative. And I am Prince Jai James, a.k.a. the illustrator, a.k.a. the painter, artist of all artists. That's my title. King of kings. King called? of kings. There you go. Absolutely. Good times. Good evening, everyone. Jonas and Kosi in the building representing Lincoln University, 1854. Be knocking down the door, always wanting more. HBCU Creative. This is what we have in store for you tonight. We got a great show. I'm excited for being in the building tonight, y'all. Damn, can I just say that was very cool, man? Hey, that man, smooth, that's all man. we do, man. That's what we do in PA, man. Wow. That's what Lincoln, you know, we the first, man. We got to set the tone, man. We got to set the trend, man. That's, that's what's up, man. We got to show y'all Norfolk people how we do it. Dang, bro. <laughs> tonight we have a very, <laughs> very, <laughs> a very, very special guest. We have someone from... H U and they kind of go back and forth. The like which H-U, one is the real H U? Which one is the real H U? Which one is H U? So we have a Howard University alumni. Yes. Yeah, is it, uh, so hold on, we changed it now. So is this all these like H, uh, he, him, it? So, so now it's like alumni, alumni, alumni. So I feel like for a woman, it should be nuts. Sounds good. And guys, not. Does that sound bad? Nah. Alumni. Because yes. this has <laughs> a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Like, she's an alumnus. Yeah. So and we'll just say, we have a Howard alum in the building joining <laughs> us on the HBCU Creative. <laughs> Without further ado, we're going to introduce, introduce Shannon. And one thing we do with HBCU Creative, we always have HBCU alum and we also have uh, current students in. But one thing we like to do with the show, we like to highlight people that have graduated, people that can come on HBC Creative and they can tell their story. They can tell what the HBC experience was like. Um, we can talk about everything from money to politics to campus life to bands, fraternities, and sororities. But it's always different and good to hear other people's perspectives from their HBCU. And Howard is a prestigious HBCU. You have so many famous people that have gone there from Kamala Harris, which is the vice president. We also have Sean P. Diddy Combs, and the list goes on and on for Leisha Rashad. It's a, a very, very, very distinct list. So without further ado, we have an HU alum in the building. Shannon, we won't say the whole government name, <laughs> but we're going to get into some HU politics. Shannon, she shop. Shannon, yeah. she's sharp. Shannon, she's sharp. <laughs> I like that, man. Nah, that's good. But nah, first and foremost, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. And um, that you could take some time out of your schedule to be with us on today. 
Thank you. And so, um, you know, we're honest. So we have a lot of people that listen to our show. We have prospective students who are going to be attending HBCUs, in particular Howard, of course, those who graduated from Howard, and those who are probably current students right now. Mm -hmm. And so um, tell us about yourself. What, where are you from? Um, what, what was it like growing up where you're from? Talk to us. Tell us, you know, what gravitated you to Howard. So, okay, so about myself. Okay, so I am from a small town outside of Philadelphia called Media, Pennsylvania. Um, it's probably about 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia, next to Chester, Pennsylvania, that most people may know that. But it's a small town. It's called um, Everybody's Town. We still have trolleys and all of that good stuff. I went to a predominantly white high school, middle school, elementary school. So for me, choosing Howard or an HBCU was basically to do the total opposite of what I was raised in or how I was taught. Now, I loved where I grew up. My mom, you know, purposely, you know, put us in the one of the best school districts within Pennsylvania. Um, my school district was in the same school district um, with Kobe Bryant, so I watched him play, cheered, was a cheerleader at a couple of the games that he really? played in. Mm -hmm. So met him they crushed while y'all. I was in high school. Oh, man. So definitely. Oh, you talking wow. about, you talking definitely. about Lower Marion High yes. School. So, yes. was, so, wow. So um, it was the Central League, so we were in the Central League. So, yeah. So And then I ended up at Howard University. So before you before you move on to talk about leaving media to go to Howard, like take us back to your senior year, like when you were considering high schools. Probably they probably had you start off early in your junior year trying to look at schools. Were your were your counselors recommending Howard to you, or what was it like your experience with your counselor? Do you feel like they played a what was what was that what was that like? No, I. If I could think back, I don't. I wouldn't say that they were recommending, but I wouldn't say that they weren't. It was kind of like, like even for me, like, you know, I grew up watching like a different world and, you know, those type of things. So I just had my mind set on the HBCU. No one in my family had gone to HBCU. My mom went to a small liberal arts college in Pennsylvania and even when I was applying, she was like, okay, well, what about Temple? And what about, like, you need to have some, like, local schools. And I was like, no, Howard's the best. I'm going to Howard. Like, but I did apply to those other schools as well as other HBCUs. But my counselors were never trying to sway me one way or the other. It was kind of like a whatever you want to do type of thing. And even if, even if they had, my mom was the type where it was kind of like, even though she's not a fan of Howard, it's kind of it, it was kind of like whatever she wants to do. So if my counselors would, if I would have went home and be like, "Mom, they were like," she'd be like, "Yeah, no, that <laughs> that's won't awesome. even need her help." <laughs> I was like, one thing that you said, you said a different world. Would you say that that was one of the like your motivations after watching that show? You were like, you know what, I want to go to a place like that. Because, like, I always say, like, I think that's what these kids need. I think Howard, I mean, Hillman, a different oh, world Hillman is great. Was, yeah. Like, they need that now to see that. 
I mean, I still watch. I still watch episodes of um, a different world, and I see it differently now because you watch a different world and you look at all of the issues and everything that they tackled on that show that, of course, are coming back around. Um, But when you're younger, you don't you see it as just good TV. But now being older, it's kind of like. Wow, they really like talked about the difficult topics that you probably normally would not have seen on TV. Not only not seen on TV, mm-hmm. but with black college students. Yeah. And the things that they face. Like they had a sexual assault episode, they had a racial episode, they had, you know, abuse. Like it was just so many things that they touched on. So it gave you the college side and it gave you the like life side mm. in one show like that racial episode was powerful that's the one they were locked up right yeah, yeah i mean they gave you the protesting episode like it was like everything that was real world was also part of this make-believe college campus and you know what that was a dynamic thursday night like we're yeah. recording our podcast on Thursday night, but eight o'clock PM was <laughs> shut down in most black holes. Like you yeah. didn't do anything at eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, church. Yeah, yeah that like, slot y'all... was like boom. Like everyone knew where everyone was. Absolutely. On Thursday nights. It wasn't no. as, it, without a shadow of a doubt. That's a good point. Everyone right? knew. And yeah, you didn't yeah. miss it because of course when you went to school the next day, you wanted to talk about did you see? Did you see? And so I mean Dynamic cast of characters on a different world. Shout out to the creators of the show. Like I was a huge Sinbad. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's kind of creepy though. Like your oh. dorm counselor talking. It just was kind of weird, but he he played it off. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they had to play it off. Like my man talking to the okay. But I mean, what, what were some of your favorite episodes? Like, did you have a favorite one that little resonated with you? Like, so they did like a Black History episode once and they were dancing and they had like a little skit and everything um and then when like lena came who was like jada like i think her first episode was like when she moved into the dorm every single episode with um whitley and Dwayne, like when they their whole story (laughs) basically but when they finally you know finally got together and then the whole wedding, you know, and that whole thing. And I just recently watched something on, um, I think it was on Instagram, and it was basically him telling the story of how that scene played out and how a lot of it wasn't even part of the script. Oh, wow. Um, and so that just made me, like, you know, was more endearing that way because it was just like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. you can really feel resonated. him yell through that church that day, and now mm-hmm. you know what, like, where that came from. Mm-hmm. So, um, those were some of my my favorite episodes. And then when Whitley became like RA of the dorm, and when Kim was like trying to pass her exams and everything, and she ended up like starting to take like drugs to like help herself stay awake or something like that. It, I mean, they touched on everything, so. I can just say that those, but that Black History one was good because they told a story and you know things like that. And 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 the whole show was always giving you the history of HBCUs. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you paid attention or even if you watch it now, it tells you the history of HBCUs. And that was a make-believe. Like, H- you know, Hillman doesn't exist, but people feel like still they that students. they still will wear a sweatshirt yeah, with Hillman right, on. That's right. So it just was a part of, you know, our lives. And I tell you, I loved uh, The Different World. Like, And it had to be a powerful show because after the Cosby show would go off, you were still glued to the TV <laughs> to see what was going to take place on Hillman College. Mm-hmm. And now that you're talking about it, like, for us, we've talked about why we decided to go to HBCUs, and a lot of times it had to do with the fact that we had a chance to go visit the campus. So for you, it seems like a different world was something that really resonated with you. Yeah. Like, But, like, how did you, like, even watching Hillman and then Howard, they're, they're two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, what drove you to say, you know what, Howard is the place for me? Did you... Visit the school while you were like, what was it? What was the aura that kind of was drawing you to the school? I just knew and understood that Howard was the best. Wow! At mm-hmm. least that was what my thought process was, or what my mental was. Howard is the best HBCU. Howard is the Black Harvard. Like, and so for me, there there was no other. Like, I applied to Clark Atlanta. Um, Virginia Union, because my aunt, well, going back, because I said no one else had gone, but I just remember my aunt went to Virginia Union, like, so I applied to Virginia Union, Clark Atlanta, but Howard was, like, the best. So it had, like, a certain energy that the other But I had never even visited. I'm going to tell you, the, fir- I'm gonna tell you wow. the first time I visited Howard. One of my girlfriends from high school, she also went to Howard on a track scholarship. And I went with her. She went on a visit, and I came with her. At the time, I still didn't know whether I had got in or not. She had because she was on a track scholarship. So while we're visiting, Coach um, Coach Moultrie was his name at the time, and he looked at me. We walked through campus. He was like, you coming? I said, I don't know. He said, give me a minute. He got on the phone, and he said, I have a young lady named Shannon here. Gave my last name. And he was like, she still hasn't gotten her letter or anything yet. Like, what is it? I would say maybe five minutes later, if that. He was like, you got in. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wow. He was like, yeah, they just haven't sent your letter yet. I called my mom. I was like, I got in. And she was like, I don't even believe it. No, you didn't. Where's the letter? Like, because wow. she needed a piece of paper. I was like, right, mom, right. I'm sitting here with the track coach. I didn't. So she was like, okay, well, I need something in writing. So he was like, you going to run? I was like, yeah, no, I am not running. I don't like being out of breath. I'm not. So he, <laughs> thought, you was, he thought you was coming to run. But at that point, he was ready to recruit. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I ran. How you, how you going to tell my man, no, he even got you into the school? He was like, nah, Slim, I'm not running. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And I want to say, not too long after that, my letter came. And I went to my mom. I was like, I told you. That's an awesome story. But I, but that was when I went to visit. I didn't go like on a college tour like tour different schools, none of that. So, I know I'm just I'm just so curious to know how this conversation happened between you and your girlfriend. <laughs> like when she told she was going, like you had to finagle something to get down here with her. How did that all? We were friends. Like we were we genuinely were friends. friends. Like yeah. we we have known we had known each other since fifth grade. Like we literally went to school. And then there were two years that I left public school. And my mom put my sister and I in private school. Um, but we were still all in the same neighborhood. So from fifth grade up through, well, for me and her, up through Howard, 
But for um, most of my friends from fifth through 12th, and even some of us are still friends to this day. So knowing that I wanted to go too, it was kind of like, I'm going, you want to come? And I was like, oh, okay. That's and awesome. I came for the visit, but I. You know, your story is so inspiring. I hope that a student who's applying to school can really take heed to what you're sharing because you had like a drive to want to be at this school. And some student, it may not be Howard, it may be Tuskegee, it may be Prairie View, it may be Spelman, it may be FAMU, but hold on to your dream because that's what it sounds like you did. Like you were really... I was adamant. That's deep. And, but, and, yeah, and, and now if I knew, if I had to put a word to it now, it would be that I manifested it. I didn't know that word then, but that's, that. what I, and that's what I did. Okay, so, all right, so I got to ask you. So you get accepted, all of that jazz. You're like, yes, I'm coming. What was your first, what was the feeling you got when you first like put your foot on the campus the first day you move in? What was your like what was your feeling? So my first day though, I came for pre-orientation. Okay. That was uh, maybe like the month before. And I came and I met people. I heard the water dance for the first time. Oh, I, had, I, had already, yeah. I, had, I had already liked the music. <laughs> like I was already, I was already like a music person anyway. But that weekend I came, I you know, and from that point on, that was it. Still to this day, the water dance comes on and it just yeah, takes yeah. me back. Get you back. And I remember meeting a local um, young man who was also a student, and telling him that when we come back. It will be the day before my birthday. I was like, I'm gonna miss my birthday. I've never missed my birthday from home. When I came back, it was August 13th, 1994. When I came back, um, he had a cake for me, and that that same person that had met me like the month before was like, I got you cake, and I just saw him over homecoming, and we we haven't seen each other, but when we do see each other, it's like That's this love. like crazy bond. But stepping on campus, it was like, oh, you can't tell me nothing. I'm Dang. here now. You, I you am bad. here. You bad and bougie now. You bad and bougie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I got to my door. My mom was like, I hate it. This is dirty. You need a new mattress. Like, she just went down the list. But now when she tells the story, she was like, I'm complaining every step of the way my mom was. She's like, well, when I looked over at my baby, she was smiling. That's and that's beautiful. all that mattered. And I stayed in my dorm for, I was stayed in, it's called Meridian Hill Hall. It's on 16th and Euclid, but we all knew it as the Ebony Sex Palace. Dang. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the Ebony Sex <laughs> Palace. We gotta we gotta dig wow. that out. We gotta talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. That's what yeah. it was known amongst the college amongst y'all, the Man. Ebony Sex Palace. Mm -hmm. That's wow. deep. So that's what your mom didn't like about it. That's why I was not even but I don't think she, she knew it. that name. But she probably could sense because it was co ed. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, we realized there were like really, it was twenty four hours. Wait a minute, that's the 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 tall bottom behind the McDonald's. Is that it? No, that's the towers. Okay, but this this it, I mean the building is still there, but now it's like some expensive condos or something. Like it's so not it's even by owned by Howard anymore. It's by Meridian Hill Park. Okay, so you the first dorm you stayed in was co-ed mm -hmm. freshman year. Wow, I stayed there. I I moved out for one year into the new dorm that was up on campus. And I was like, oh, no, they got too many rules. And so went back. 
because it was too many rules. Like you, you were already free. You had to sign people in, out. We ain't <laughs> had cable over there. We were still in cable. Sorry, but oh, damn. I mean, it was it, it was a whole apartment and party. Savage. <laughs> hey, wow. So I got to get back to your your love of, of the water dance, your love of music. Oh, so here we go. So I mean, go, I just want to I just want to know. I mean, you coming from Philly? You know, you yeah. coming from the era of uh, state property mm. and all them cats. You know what I mean? So now you in D.C., you in yeah. our part of town. So you had to come across a, a genre of music by the name of Go-Go. Mm-hmm. So to t- talk about your Go-Go experiences, I mean, you love That's the water question, dance, man. so talk to us. Like, how did what, were you, what was your take on Go-Go when you came in the city? I loved it. And still mm-hmm. to this day, it's like it, it's in your body. Like, it's in your body. Mm-hmm. Like, you That's cannot not be in Go-Go and not move. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, you get in that pocket. Like, it's oh, just. Oh, oh, she said don't don't hold it back. You can let it out. You can let it out. Don't. You get in that pocket. Okay. Oh, she, it's just oh, like, she, hey. it's a whole she, she gotta come back thing. The you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Say, she got to come back. It's like, she got to come back. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's that, like you get hypnotized by it. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and I say to people all the time, like, I'll hear certain songs, or even while I was in school, I would hear songs. I'd be like, they will go, go anything. Like, the thong song. The, the, like, any song you can think of has been go put to a go-go beat, mm-hmm. which makes it even more, like... Tough, like... Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nah, like, awesome. I'll go home now, go-go will come on. Like, my cousin used to be like, if you can't keep up with her, then just get out the way. Mm-hmm. Because it would go from go-go to club music to, and I'm just going, 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 going. And like people would come out and if my cousin would be like, if you're not going to be able to keep up with her, just get out her way. Because <laughs> she was going in. Because it was just like, and that's what I'm saying. It just makes you move. You can't stand there if you want. And I'm the type, I like bass. So I'm the type of person that when I would go out, I would sit literally climb up into the speaker and sit in the speaker so I could hear oh, wow. the, and feel the air come yeah. the vibrations right there. of it. Wow. Thugged out. <laughs> Thugged out. <laughs> Thugged out. Wow. Thugged out. DJ, DJ Chocolate Drop in the <laughs> building. That's why you want to be a DJ yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you got to get you the DJ because I think you will. Uh, oh, all right, so she I think she'll be a, good, a, a mean playlist because she loves yeah. music. Yeah, right. I do. I right, so, I see uh, that. So I right, so we so this is what we gonna do, right? Howard Homecoming, you the guest DJ mm. on the yard. What you gonna play to get the crowd right? Which how you gonna what you gonna play to you gonna I know you're gonna put something right, but if we give you an opportunity, it's, what you what you gonna do? It's doom do doom doom doom. Are y'all ready to party? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, because people going, I got that feeling. Okay. Yeah. You know? So they ready to, you know, people ready. Like, oh, shucks, man. So, and then you just go from there. Like, wow. but see, I'm the DJ that'll play. I go, I'm the DJ that'll play. Like, on the way over here, I was listening to classic rock. So, so you got a unique playlist, That's right? Good. It goes back and forth. Like I Click. tell people, like I'll play like one of my favorite songs, rock and roll songs, is "November Rain" mm. by um, Guns N' Roses. Part of it is wow. because of the guitar solo, but also because of the video. But and I'll tell people like I'll hear songs like that. My son will say to me, "Well, how you know that song?" And I'll be like, "I used to play air guitar in seventh grade." So can I ask you <laughs> something? This is are you a Metallica fan? 
I'm a, yeah, like, wow. oh, like Teen Spirit, Nirvana, like. Wow. Da, 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 yeah, wow. Yeah. She's but then I, you know, I we were just talking about, you know, other music that, you know, there was a song that I played that you didn't know there, you know, and we just talk about different music. I play, I could start singing a song in my head and I'd be like, oh, I got to hear that random so all right i got a question for you because he he you know said all right you were howard homecoming you dj what is howard homecoming like if you had to describe the it greatest the show on earth oh. okay okay because you know you got even some, though we got you, some. even though you got a and t that you know that's the name of their homecoming but is this a shot at a and t no it's not even. Okay. It's not even. Yeah, I don't not feel like we just messing with you. But just it's just with you. It's like everybody at one, not everybody, but you. there are so many people that feel like they have to go to a Howard Homecoming at least once. Whether you are a student, whether you go to another HBCU, whether you go to a PWI, whether you want to come, whether you graduated, like, and I don't know if it's because it's been rapped about. I don't know if it's because, you know, like I said, like Howard is just known to be the HBCU a lot of times that people feel like you never know who you may see. Mm. You never know if you'll get discovered. Like, you know, I mean, you just don't know. So you kind of want to be in that energy and experience it. And I feel like if you do it at least once, you will probably come back. That's real. Just because if you get hooked up in the right flow of events, you, your soul, it's like, the, it's just the, the, the energy and the family, like, even this year, one of my girlfriend, one of my girlfriends from Howard brought one of her friends, and she knew more people than we knew, and we were like, well, what? <laughs> wow. But, you know, she's from New York and things like that, so she knows a lot of people, but, she was so welcomed and everything. It's like a fan. It's like a big family. But I think that's with any HBCU homecoming. It's that whole family thing about it. But when it comes to Howard, it's just you just never know who you will see like yeah, walking yeah. across the yard. And I think what really helped Howard was the location and timing, because it's the northern. Well, outside of Morgan State. Howard is the closest yeah. major city HBCU mm-hmm. that's located within the city. Like other HBCUs are in the south, and they may be a town, mm-hmm. but it's not yeah. a prominent city. Mm-hmm. And so you have these artists from New York, Philly, mm-hmm. Jersey, and they know? all converge into this one place, you know into I mean? the mecca. And th- there you go. Look at you. You sound so. There they go. That's real Hillmanish. So, okay, so she said the Mecca. That's actually a good segue. So what is the history or story behind who is the real H-U? I mean, to me, Hampton is Hampton Institute. So that's not a H-U. Like, that's not a H-U. I'm rocking with her because I went to Norfolk State. So so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, whoa, whoa. See, Hampton catching it on both sides. Oh, man. We got a Howard alum. H U and then you got Norfolk State here. So there's no love at this table for Hampton. Like they get no entry, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all hit them on both sides. Yeah, and Hampton is just like I I mean it's there. Do y'all do you, do you feel like y'all ran about the conference? Cause they're no longer Ooh. in the MEAC. Do you feel like they they No, well, where are they at? 
they're in um, where they they're in the uh, the Big South Conference. They're no longer a MEAC school. Oh, well, see, there you go. The real <laughs> HU is still like, oh, I mean, man. To, I mean, and I know, didn't do that. You didn't do that. No. Yeah, we gonna have to we gonna have to bring a, a Howard. I mean, a Hampton alum. On so we can continue this conversation. Yeah, you know? I have a, a one of my girlfriends who is from the same town I'm from. She went to Hampton. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So this be a part two. She went to Hampton. Yeah. So how, how, did you ever, <laughs> have you ever had a chance to go? Listen, have you ever talked to her about her experiences at Hampton, or you didn't really care? It's not that she I didn't care. I just never really talked to her about it. Because I'm sure that she had a bomb experience, too. Mm-hmm. Nah, she didn't I mean, care, it, On the sea. On the sea. I got to give them that whole on the sea marketing thing is gangster. I like on that. On the sea. I mean, they're, they're loc- like where they're located sorry, is, is a very, is a nice area. Like the camp, the campus, like by the what, like it's just a very nice location. It's beautiful. Yeah. It but, is. I mean... There's nothing like that Howard thing, coming yeah. up that hill. <laughs> that hill, I, w- I had to videotape myself coming up that hill doing homecoming. I said, this hill is a completely different hill when you're 40-something <laughs> than when you're 20-something. Like, when you're 20-something, you can make it up that hill to get to that class. But that 40, I was like, wow. It's another thing. Whew. Yeah, it's different. But now I give it to you. No, H- Howard University definitely has made a tremendous impact, not only on D.C., not only on the country, on HBCUs, but as you said, it's the Howard people. It's it's a very prominent school that made an impact on you yeah. as a young person coming up in 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 media, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like it really made an impact on you. <laughs> and so the question I want to ask you is: Now that you are a graduate, like if you had to do it all over again, would you go back to Howard? Would yes. you go to a no or, no other school? You Mm-mm. would do Howard over. all over again. And why is that? Because you you leave Howard, and I I tell people when they graduate, it's like a fraternity. Like, you're now part of one of the largest, best fraternities ever. You can walk through the airport. You can walk into an office building. You can walk into the grocery store. You can walk into the car wash, like, with a T-shirt on or something. You either will run into an alumni or you will run into someone that will just simply say H-U and they will either tell you my brother went there or, you know, or I didn't go to college, but, you know, I always want, you know, so it's just that that welcoming feeling, that family feeling that you feel. And then when you when you step foot on that campus, it's like you're home. And so any place that feels like home, you don't want to leave. You want to be there. You want to be a part of that. Some of my best friends to this day, I met at Howard. And the sisterhood that we have is, I could call one of them right now, and they would pick up. Like, it's just, we're all talented in our own rights, in our own fields, careers. Like, the network of people that I have that from Howard University is unbelievable. And that six degrees of separation is even, Mm. makes it even deeper. And I don't feel like if I went somewhere else that I would have that same thing. Although I do feel like that people who have gone to HBCU, the network of HBCU, we're all different different HBCUs, but we're all connected in some way. So that HBCU connection, like everyone goes hard for their own HBCU, but when you think about it, we all winning. 
because the the network and everything is undeniable. And so for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. So you talked about the sisterhood. Did you join any sorority uh, while you were a student on campus? Was that something that you followed through on? I did not because what the sorority that I wanted to join had gotten in trouble and suspended and did not become back active until after I graduated. I got you. I got you. I want to guess which one that is, but I don't want to because I'm scared. Because then you could be like, why do you think we yeah, were suspended? What do you I'm think like, we was wilding? What you think? What you think? I'll ask off campus. Okay. We'll ask off campus. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But now you, it sounds like regardless of the fact that you, and I think that's very important because a lot of times there's a misconception that you cannot develop friendships, lifelong friendships, if you do not join a sorority or fraternity. And from listening to you, you have a, a large cadre of friends in your circle. Yeah, I feel like you find your tribe. I have to give them a vocabulary word every time. So don't, 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 don't <laughs> DJ Chalk and Drop. <laughs> I feel like you find your tribe. Um, and so regardless of whether you find that through a sorority, fraternity, just because you live, like mine came because I worked at the front door. I worked at the front desk. All of us worked whoa, at whoa, the front whoa, desk. Whoa, okay. Well, yeah. We, you was on your Sinbad, <laughs> your Jalisa. <laughs> I don't even know how we ended up, but wait, all of wait, us wait, ended wait, up wait, at the man. front y'all desk. Like, y'all was waiting. <laughs> wait, what's the front desk? Whoa, and whoa. we even had oh, our oh, own oh, little oh, fraternity. Oh, Lord. I need to, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, front desk. Y'all was hating on dudes coming into the room. Whoa. Sometimes. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Whoa. How you going to do that? You was working. You was living in the spot. You was going against the rules. Now you shutting it down. Okay, now we gotta talk about this. So what's the front desk? Break it down for us. What's so for us, like you had like okay, the front like re- receptionist desk where people would stop, get their mail or whatever. You know that the mail boxes were back there. But then you had the people sitting at the door that when you did have guests, you had to sign them in, and and sign them out like throughout the day. And our doors were like you needed like a five key for lack of a better word to get through that set of doors mm-hmm. to get you to the elevator so we were like <laughs> y'all shut it down <laughs> Damn. and this is funny because you coming from meridian hill like you know what i mean yeah, yeah i mean and most of the time you know it was we weren't like but we would give you a hard time wow. like what but not let, cause, cause let somebody sign somebody in, right? You come back through without that person. You like, but last night you had somebody else up in here. Oh man, so, they was so on shut it. it down. How much? Yeah. yeah. So. So you had oh you we was you was like people oh. harassing people. Oh wow. Oh, and we also had a store. So sometimes, you know, one of us, you know, we would work in the store, but the store was on the same floor as like the front door. So you would peek out of the the store and talk and everything else. It was, yeah, and then my time. one girlfriend didn't even work there. She would just, everything, <laughs> she would just sit just in the go. lobby yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's funny. And from that, we developed our own <laughs> fraternity. We had lines and everything. What was the name of y'all squad? <laughs> you don't want to tell us? You want to tell us all there? <laughs> so, so but speaking of Eddie Murphy movies, because we were talking about that earlier. You remember the movie that he was in and it was about, and he's the big brown shark. Man, like, because we would act out movies sometimes. And so I forget the name of that actual movie. But at any rate, our fraternity was called the Brown Sharks. And, yeah. That's pretty yeah, Because cool, we man. would sit down there and kind of, like, act out movies and stuff. And that was one that just Y'all, y'all was shutting it down. <laughs> but so, that's good, though. Go ahead. Oh, my fault. I, I, I was just thinking, I wanted to ask you this, because um, we on the topic of movies. 
So one of the biggest movies out right now, the sequel to Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Did you ever like see uh, Chadwick Bowman on Howard's campus? Did you ever take class with him? Did you? I never took classes, but one of the unofficial classes at Howard is protesting one-on-one. Uh-huh. 101. So one of my first protests or sit-ins at the A building, he was like the head. He was one of the organizers of. So we would, because they took over the administration building. Uh-huh. So he was on the inside. A lot of us were on the outside. But because he was kind of like one of the organizers of it, yeah, we would see him, you know, often. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty heavy. Like I still have the... Um, the school newspaper from that takeover. Really? And he's on the cover with the with the school president. You need to frame that. I still that. got it. It was actually part of like, I did like an employee highlight for work um, right after Kamala Harris was elected. And so as a Howard graduate, they asked me to do like a write-up and I provided that picture. Uh-huh. From, that head, th- from that newspaper for that write-up. Don't mind me. I'm, I'm ch- anyway, that, I love that. Okay. Good times. Yeah. Good times. So, another question, because you speak so highly. But before you go, I wanted to, you talked about protesting 101. Yeah. So, for a student who's never been to Howard or an outsider, what was that class like? <laughs> like, it, it, it laid the groundwork <laughs> for advocacy. I'm intrigued to learn more about that. So, <laughs> it's an unofficial class. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not a real part of the curriculum, but mm-hmm. I promise you, during your four years, maybe at other HBCUs too, but during your four years at Howard, you will protest something. Mm. You will protest this. Not too long ago, it was dorms, and the kids were out there on the campus with tents and everything out front of the um, Blackburn Center. So, you know, and I, yep, shut it down. Like, I supported 100. I don't care what you protesting. If you feel like wow. you need to shut something down, you go take over. We took over the administration building. They took over. They didn't allow people to go in and out where um, our cafeteria and stuff is. And they were there for days. Wow. So that's always been something that's always struck my curiosity. Like, for Howard to be the mecca of HBCUs, right, the one that we hold the light, the bright light to, why do the students have these different issues on campus? You know, like, what do you think that stems from? I feel like it's one of those things where I feel like all HBCUs have issues, whether it's financial, whether it's dorms, whether it's um, classrooms, professors, tenure, whatever it is, we all have issues. I feel like Howard is so militant in so many ways that our response to those things is to protest. And so I don't think we are any better or worse than any other HBCUs when it comes to a lot of issues. I just think our way of combating it is to be loud and disrupt. And like I said, have that unofficial class. Like if you've had, if you pro, if you have not, protested something at Howard, then you not really, really graduated. No. Oh, wow. Respect, respect. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it because I don't think that's one thing that sets a tone for Howard because, and I think that's important Yeah. because you are in the nation's capital. You are in the seat of power. And I think it rubs off on the students. There's mm-hmm. a level of prestige, a level of we need answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of like th- when Howard alum leave D.C., leave their school, 
they take it to their different um, alumni chapters in those various cities. Yeah. And they're constantly promoting the uh, the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So we got a few more questions for you. Thank you so much for being again. We are with the HBCU Creative. Absolutely. Um, we're in the building, myself, Jonas, and Kosi. I have said the vegan. He's 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 rocking and rolling on the on the ones and twos. Exactly. And my good brother right here, Prince Ja James. <laughs> we in the building. We want to thank y'all for joining in. We have the wonderful Shannon. She's an alumni of um, the prestigious, the one and only, the Mecca, Howard University. You never we never got a chance to ask you what you majored in, why you were a student there, and um, you know what you're doing now. So my major was international business with a concentration in marketing. So school to be. Um, because my thought process was, or my, what I was going to do after undergrad was go to law school, took the LSAT, worked in a law firm, because I thought I was going to be an international corporate attorney, which was where the international business came in. Um, but once I went and did the LSAT and worked in a law firm and saw how hard they were working, I was like, yeah, no, they spending too much time here. So I did a whole bunch of di- different things, nonprofit, all of that. Now I currently am an event and meeting manager for a trade association here in D.C. Nice. That's awesome. So how rigorous is that LSAT? Because I heard it's tough. So I took it twice. Uh-huh. Um, and I always, and this was a long time ago, so I don't know if, if any of it has changed, but I always got hung up on, like, um, the part of it that was, like, the analytical I mean that's not what it's called but for me I'm that person that always has to make it make sense Mm -hmm. and so I spent too much time on that part so I didn't do as good as I probably could have the second time I did much better but that first time I was like but no if this is this then that's Mm -hmm. and you're not really supposed to do like you're supposed to know what you know and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to answer based off of you know, the law, you know, in which you study. But for me, I was always in my head with it. So it just took me longer. Um, I would... There's no way I would have survived that. Yeah, (laughs) I I wouldn't say it was too (laughs) rigorous, though. Like, I would probably choose that over, like, possibly maybe, like, the GRE. What is that? Um, That's what I think you have to take when you want to go to... Grad um, school. Right. Oh, like some okay. some mm-hmm. some schools require yeah. the GRE. Oh, or the okay. GMAT. The GMAT or the GRE. See, I, I just got my bachelor's. I was not doing any <laughs> I yes. did go to grad school though, but I didn't have, <laughs> I went to um well they've changed the name now, but um University of Maryland University College and the GMAT or GRE wasn't required. Mm, but had okay. it been, I'd have been like, Yeah, no, I don't remember none of that math. <laughs> it's just not happening. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So you are graduated. Of course, you're alumni. You have your 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 background in international business and marketing. Like you've achieved. You you're doing some great things now. Would you want your your children to go on to, or any members of your family? Would you promote them to go to HBCUs? Because and then I want to I want to piggyback to your story about your mom. Like after you answer that question. Yeah. Um. I have a son who is 14 now, and when he was younger, for whatever reason, he was gravitating towards Morehouse. And so I was like, okay, like he had hoodies, he had like, but I haven't pushed anything on him per se. For me, it's a matter of when you decide what you want to do, 
um, in terms of major and things of that nature, you we can go through which schools, whether they be HBCUs or not, have the best program to serve you, your needs, and what you want to major in. But you may also be one of those kids that don't really know what they want to major in at first. So I don't want to push in one way or the other. It's kind of like wherever you feel most comfortable. Um, because right now, like, he goes to a charter school. Um, he speaks Mandarin. Like, he, you Whoa. know, he is, like, in in schools that um, are, are a good mix. Like, my thought process when it was time for me to pick schools for him was, you know, I wanted you to have and see different people, interact with different people, because that's what my mother did for me. That's what I want for you. Um, and when I was done, I chose HBCU. He may or may not do the same thing. This is off topic. Does he want to, like, visit China? Does he want to move? So he was supposed to, we were supposed to go fifth grade, uh -huh. but then COVID happened, so the trip got canceled. So at some point, um, we're supposed to go. His school, his class is supposed to go. So did he, like, you say he learned, he know he knows Mandarin. Mm -hmm. Was it his choice to learn that? No, it was um, oh. when when it was time for me to choose schools for him, mm -hmm. um, I went and visited like all different schools, like public schools, charter schools, put him in, the, you know, went to the school fair and all of that good stuff. Um, and that particular one, like at the school fair at that time, had this long line. And I was like, well, what school is that? And everyone was like, oh, that's, you know, you know, said the school. I was like, oh, okay. And so I went. We went to visit. They had a beautiful campus. They had outs, you know, they the kids would go out. They had a nature center. All all things that at one point in time I was exposed to. Because for sixth and seventh grade, for me, I went to a Montessori-based school. A Montessori-based school run by Quakers. So it was a whole lot of things going on. But I was able to learn freely. And I wanted him to have that same opportunity. So the school happened to have all of those things that, and it also happened to be a full immersion school. So he started speaking Chinese from the age of four and still. Wow. So he's goes. fluent and mm -hmm. wow. So you can't. A, so it wasn't necessarily his choice, but it's not something now where he's like, I don't even want to do that anymore. Like he's. Like, so into it. Like, even when him and his friends play video games, they speak in Mandarin when they're playing against other people so that they don't know what they're <laughs> doing. I love talking that. about. I love that. So, for him, it's wow. just, you that know, is, I love that. a hidden. So, they playing Call of Duty theme. talking in Mandarin? Are you serious? Yeah, the games they play, they'll talk. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound very, you know what, I don't care. So, when he goes to a, 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 a tiny <laughs> spot, they can't talk shit about him. He's gonna mm -hmm. know exactly yeah, what no. they say. Yeah, Take when he was back. like, um, when he was like that was bad. six, cut we went out. somewhere. Don't cut it out. Um, <laughs> we went. We were somewhere. I think we were Chuck E. Cheese or something. This little girl was crying and crying. He's like, "Mom, her mom is ready to go. She, her mom is telling her to hurry up and pick a prize and let's go." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> we shut it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I that's, love. That's like honestly. I mean, this is. I love this interview. That's like the highlight for me because <laughs> you don't, I mean, you hear, you know, they know Spanish and French, but the Mandarin, mm -hmm. because like 
me personally, I always to myself, I wanted to learn that because I'm a huge fan of like martial art mm -hmm. and I always just wanted to know, but I know how my brain is. I'm an artist. Yeah. So the <laughs> fact that he knows. Yeah. And that, can we and get an applause funny. for that, man? <laughs> Shout out hey. to young, young Mandarin. Yeah. Mandarin. And, and so and he like, um, <laughs> wow. You know, th that's the thing too. Like he, um, it was something you just said. I lost my train of thought, but oh, well, as he was learning, like when he first started, my mom was like, I'm telling you, get some Rosetta Stone or something. Like, you may want it. And I was just like, mm. but now he'll talk to, like, I may say something in English and he'll reply back to me in Chinese. And I'm like, I don't care, but you better go ahead. And I know do that's right. <laughs> that's what's, wow. Yeah. He tried to flex on you. Yeah. He tried to flex on, he tried to yeah. flex on you. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. But yeah. that's, that's good that, and this is one thing I don't like. I don't like the fact that, you know, we as African-Americans in a lot, most cases, we have to find schools that are not, we have to do all of these background checks for these schools. Like, these programs are not in our neighborhood schools. They're right. not in our neighborhood. Like, you were talking about, you had to, like, your mom had to put you out of certain schools so you could be exposed to greater opportunities. And I feel like that is so stressful to a degree for a parent because you have to, the child has to wake up earlier in some cases yeah. to go to a school that may not be in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Then they're not, not only that, but they're getting extra additional homework in most cases. Mm -hmm. They have to do that homework and then travel back home some distance to to be. So it's just a lot of things that people don't take into consideration. But yeah. because you went through that experience, you were you were equipped to do that for your own. Yeah, and I and I think too, like for me, I was lucky because. My mom didn't necessarily because my school district growing up was one of, is still one of the best in Pennsylvania. So it wasn't about like bad school per se. There were just certain situations where my mom was like, "Oh no, my daughters aren't going through this." And so, um, so yeah, she sent us to a different school, which was still in the same you know area and everything. And I know that's not the case for most kids. But for us, it was. But she did get pushback from other um, people within our community. Like, why are you sending them to that school? Like, you, well, you think you're better than, like. So it was just one of those things. And for her, it was like, and still to this day, like, I follow them on social media. Like, to the, I, I learned how to tap trees for maple syrup there. I learned how to shear sheep. That's why I like going camping. Like, I was exposed to a whole different So you're on another level. World. Yeah, yes, you over here so, shearing sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup at your mama. Wait. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? She out here international this Chinese. Is, yo, this on is On some old DJing. <laughs> all of the jazz. Metallica. Jane of all trades. You know what I'm saying? We got, yo, yo man, you got to give her a clap on that, bro. Yeah, man. You just said she out here making maple syrup. <laughs> So in Chester, because <laughs> y'all don't know Chester. I know about Chester. You ain't making no maple syrup in Chester, Pennsylvania. So, Shout out to Chester, though, for real. I got a question for you because that's Amish. That's Amish country, right? Not too far. No, not too far. It's not okay. So, have you ever? So, okay. So, I like to ask people who like from California, right? Like when they have Mexican food, or people from Texas, they. No, this is not real. So, have you are have you ever been to the Amish market in Maryland? Yeah. Do you like it? Is that like authentic? 
I mean, I know it yeah, is, yeah, it's but authentic. is it just like what, like near where you are? It's authentic. Um, I shouldn't it's just, say it's that. It's just down. Yeah. It's just um, scaled down because they're they're coming to us, and it's not like fresh out the market, fresh out the fresh out the the wagon. I mean, on one sense, in one sense, it is, but because it's scaled down, like they're traveling from so far to bring mm, those okay. goods here, whereas. Up in Amish country, I mean, and, that, and that's in Lancaster. So Lancaster from Pennsylvania is like, I mean, well, from Philadelphia media is hours away. Okay. But. Was that close to Pittsburgh? Mm, yeah, kind of, oh, sort of. okay. Well, but this. we do have other, like, we do have some Amish, like, markets, like Reading Terminal. So if you go to Reading Terminal in Philadelphia, there are Amish items there. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's the same. Okay. It, yeah, it's the same. Amish food. Have you ever had Amish food? It's yeah, delicious. It's pretty good, man. But they got this restaurant. I like it. Have you ever been to the Country Time little in Am- Upper Marlboro? Not there. It's an Amish restaurant called Family Style. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh, a PA. Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness, it's a PA. I like that, bro. Oh it's man, like I can that. tell on your face. I'm hungry, bro. They yeah, got man. this. They got this apple Shit. butter, bro. It's amazing. Apple yeah. butter. So that's right. She know I what I'm talking go, about. Well, because the school that I went to, the private school. Um, wait, everything. Whoa, wait, don't tell me you bought, y'all was making apple butter. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we didn't make it per se, but everything we ate there was They're like me fresh. So that's where I was first wow. introduced to apple Yo, butter. Yo, your mother is the real MVP. <laughs> she had to, to the Amish. Y'all went to a school where they had y'all Amish food for lunch. Real. <laughs> Yo, real. <laughs> Yo, you're the real MVP. No, like. Here. Now you don't have to you don't have to dumb it down for no. us. You could y'all had the Amish people bringing y'all lunch. We had oh man, it's okay to fresh, admit y'all did. We had fresh fresh yogurt, fresh yeah. eggs, wow. fresh like Bro. fresh fruit, like everything was. And so that was where I first had. All right, so um, have you ever had Amish fried chicken? I'm sure I have. Bro, Amish fried chicken is like that. No, would you no. say it's the best? Bro, if they gave you some Amish fried chicken. You would be like, yo, this you oh, it yeah? really works. It's it's on point. Amish, yeah, it's on point. Oh wow. All right. I need to I probably have, but now Amish. I'm I'm pescatarian, so I don't so even back eat. In the day. Yeah. Was that a hard journey, like to transition to pescatarian? No, because I stopped eating red meat like years ago. Wow. So to get to the point where I was like, you know, I'm I'm only gonna journey, eat seafood man. and I but I can't do I won't say I can't, but I've I, I've I've thought about vegetarian. Uh-huh. I don't know how strict I could be being vegan because I just feel like everything is has something. Right. So, so you, you really stay, have to know. So you're just gonna stick with pesky. Yeah. Keep yeah. Because that's yeah. And that's I feel you. respect. I like that. I'm a, yeah. Wow, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Man, this has been awesome talking to it's you. Been great. Thank you. You know what I mean? But we we not so all right. This this one I'm. You you finish Howard, you doing your thing, big what are your if you could like go to, we talked about Howard's homecoming. This is something we like to ask our, our guests. Mm-hmm. Is there another HBCU homecoming that you would like to attend just to just to say you experienced it? You I know? would probably say um A and T. Okay. Because if you're gonna call it the greatest homecoming on earth, I need to know what's so great about it. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Okay, okay. So that would be one. Um that's about it. All right, then. Now I'm going to do some. You got any more questions for me? I think I'm done. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this thing called rapid fire. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm just going to throw out a, 
I'm gonna just throw something out, and you just gotta, you know, give us what the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> Ooh, I like right? that. All right, so, 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 if if we, but you pescatarian now, so mm-hmm. were you were you having in the cheesesteaks coming from Philly? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I oh, can still. Yeah. I, I would still there go. go. Well, there now we I go. don't get cheesesteaks. I get veggie steaks, but veggie steaks are with the mushrooms. Yeah. Okay, so 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 my man had a question for you. He wants. Okay. But before that, best yeah, hold on. Let me. Why let me. Are you getting that together? So, best restaurant to eat at. Back at home. Don't matter anywhere. Best restaurant to eat at. Favorite restaurant. Um. So I just went. I can't remember the name of it, but it is. Um. It is Persian. Mm. And I forget. R- Rumi's Kitchen. Oh, Rumi's Kitchen around the corner from here in Northwest. They got a Rumi's Kitchen here in D.C. too. Yeah, it's here in D.C. Oh, Rumi's Kitchen is nice. Yeah, Rumi's it's Kitchen so is nice. Oh, I got to try that. So it's a vibe. Good. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Especially it's on a, Persian. Oh. On a spring night, summertime. It's a good it's look. It's so good. Dang, that was a good have, plug, We got to have, have, have Rumi's Kitchen. The drinks, the food, everything is on so a, good. Okay. All right, go ahead, Jack. All right, so uh, being as though, you know, you're uh, a Philly, or you're in the Philly surrounding area. It's a lot of debate. Mm-hmm. Back when you weren't pescatarian, mm-hmm. who's the real uh, cheesesteak? Well, it's not any of the ones that people Pat know about. versus Gino. It's you know not I was gonna Pat's, do that. It's not Gino's. Ooh. It's not Jim's. So um, are those all I would overrated? Probably, they're commercial. Mm. So I would probably... So have you ever seen Creed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so do you remember the scene where Michael B. Jordan and um, the young lady were in... They were getting the cheesesteak. Uh-huh. So I would probably choose that place. Um, or any, like, hole in the wall off the beaten path. Yeah. In the hood. All of those, those all of those, those are the best that people think to go to are just like. So, okay, I got yeah. another question for you. So here we say steak and cheese. Uh, so does I that just piss a, you off? It really does because it's, <laughs> don't, and don't call it a Philly steak and cheese because there's no such thing. We don't Even call if it. you go somewhere outside of Philadelphia and you call, and you, you could be from Philly making, you grew up there. If I say to you, what bread are you using, and you don't tell me the right brand of bread, you're already off out because it's the foundation. You have to start with the right bread first, and the bread that they use to make cheesesteaks, that company is in Philadelphia. Like Those places get deliveries every morning. So if you are outside of Philadelphia and you call yourself making cheesesteaks and you don't have that bread, you're not making cheesesteaks. God damn. You making Wow. Did you hear that? We're not even in the game. We're not no. even in the game. Damn. We don't got enough bread. We don't got enough bread. She says it's a So bread if game. someone Wait. says if you say steak and cheese, call it that. Because that's what it is. It's not a cheesesteak. You can still put all the same stuff on that you would if you were in Philly. It's still a steak and cheese. Okay. Right. And I don't even feel like I've ever had a steak and cheese. Joint good. It's it's all good though. I, I don't because I actually should have yeah, it's it's I like it, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know that's like asking a New Yorker about P 
pizza. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. So that was good, man. The bread. That's foundation. That's the bread game up, man. Bread game. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. They get deliveries every morning. Wow. Okay. Got a few more rapid fire questions. Okay. Most memorable Howard experience. Um. I would probably have to say graduation. Graduation. Okay. Respect. Respect. Mm-hmm. Book that changed your life. Um, are the memoirs of a geisha or coldest winter by Sister Soldier? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Sister Soldier. That's an excellent book. Mm-hmm. What What about that book? What What about that book resonated with you? Just the storytelling of it, because you could kind of put yourself in the story. And I'm a suburban girl, like, so the whole joke with me and my friends and the dudes from Chester was like, they so not, they, we were naive to them. So, of course, for us, it's like the, oh, the city, like, you know, we would go into Philly or, you know, the guys from Chester would come to us or whatever. So that book is, you kind of felt like you were. Mm-hmm. in that book like you were winter in that book and hearing her story and you know the whole street side of it and everything else so excellent i was going to say that yeah that they keep saying they're going to make it into a movie but okay we'll see a song that you could replay over and over again <laughs> uh, um so there's an eric benet song called butterfly that's probably one. I can only name one. I'll let you name another one. She's a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and there is a Maxwell song called Submerge. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm. Submerge is a good one. Okay, okay. And you can get lost in that song because the smoothness of it um, is a couple of Raheem songs out there. There's certain people that I consider lyrical geniuses, so mm. I'm about lyrics and words sometimes, too. So now She got to come yeah. on here again, okay. man. All right. Damn. Best party that you attended at Howard, <laughs> or while you were a Howard student. You may, have not, you may have not have been at Howard, but best party that you can say, yo, this was. So I feel like it was at. Quigley's, maybe. Oh, Quigley's. That <laughs> spot was... Um, yo, Quigley's was like that. And it's kind of foggy because I was drinking apple martinis that night. So I remember bits and pieces, but I remember it being just a whole lot of everything. Quigley's was a good time back in the day. Yeah. Quigley's was definitely a good look. Yeah. Well, listen... We want to thank Shannon for coming on and blessing thank us Shannon. with her presence and, and dropping y'all. some knowledge on us tonight. This has been another, um, you know, great episode um, engaging with uh, an engaging content. We truly appreciate you. Thank you. On behalf of the HBCU creative team, we want to, you know, again, thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm Jonas and Kosi, passing it on to my brothers. I am Prince Ja James. I'm Ced the Vegan, a.k.a. Cedric Shamar. And we're signing out. We'll see y'all next time. Be blessed. Be blessed. Yo, you got us. That was a good. I love that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. How'd you feel? How'd you like it? You like that was fun. It was like a regular conversation. Yeah, definitely. I thought y'all would have had more questions. Oh, damn. She was.
we probably but I think because it was like more like a conversation rather than like an interview, mm -hmm. so it made it feel more natural and the flow was more, you know. Good, you felt comfortable. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good job, man. Good job. Yeah, I'm perfect. gonna think about what songs I would play. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, you, oh. you know you got the stripper playlist. You it's real. Oh, 